We thank you, Lord, for the bounty, Lord, that you give to us in this Thanksgiving season, Lord. We celebrate Thanksgiving this week, Lord, and we first say thank you to you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for your tender care. Thank you for these offerings and these tithes, Lord, and we pray, Lord, that you would bless them, Lord, and multiply and amplify, Lord. We want to be found faithful stewards of all that you give to us, Lord. So we thank you ahead of time for all that you're doing in our lives and through these offerings. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Let us be blessed by our praise team singing, I live to worship.
we pray, Lord, that our worship has been pleasing thus far. Lord, we truly desire to worship you in spirit and in truth. We want to be the true worshipers that you have designed us to be and, and created us to be, Holy Spirit. But we know that we need you, Lord. We cannot do our worship without you, Lord. So we pray, Holy Spirit, go into our hearts, our minds, our bodies, and our souls and keep transforming us. Keep changing us and making us new. Lord, when all is said and done, we want to be known as true worshipers. We thank you, we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, Amen and Amen. God is good. Turn to tell you that God isn't he good. Woo, he's so good. So today we begin the third message of our sermon series, I Live to Worship. And I am so glad that the praise team sang that song today. We started the messages with this song. I couldn't sing like they sang, no. <laughs> but that away, away, away. Okay, I'm stop. <laughs> so we today are on the third part of this sermon series. I live to worship. And if you look in your at your bulletin, you will see the subtitle of today's message is what? Thankful confidence in God. So this week we are celebrating what? Thanksgiving. And one of my favorite things to do, and I'm sure some of you may do this in your home, is that before we eat our Thanksgiving meal, everyone has to share something that they're thankful for, right? Y'all do that at your houses too? Okay. Do you get, does that one person, now you know we do this every year, you always get that one person that just can't figure out nothing to say. <laughs> so we're going to prepare ourselves this week. So in the spirit of Thanksgiving, what are you thankful for? We're going to go real quick. One thing, you know, I'm, I'm getting y'all ready, so get yours ready. Even if it's a repeat, y'all ready? Why are we going to start this off? Another year of life. Another year of life. Healing. Healing. Family. Family. To be able to worship. Yeah. Help. Family. Family. Salvation. Family. Friends. Help. True friends. Help. 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 Holy Spirit's discernment. Family. Dallas. Your family. Family. I can't see who's sitting right there. <laughs> okay, see, I told y'all it's going to be somebody. <laughs> somebody in my family, too, right? Phoenix practice for Thursday. <laughs> Whitney? Mother and church. Family. Family. Life. The Holy Spirit penetrating the world. Praise God. His goodness. Life, family, Jesus, being a child of God. What'd you say? Okay, help me out, y'all. I can't see all the way to the back. You know you next. Jesus, forgiveness, God's grace, family, help, help, for waking up. <laughs> Is that a Netflix series? 
Well, see, we practice in our calmness. I'm thankful for calmness while we're waiting for somebody to take their turn. <laughs> what did she say, you? She thankful for waking her up this morning. Okay, y'all, y'all folks that's in the back, the ushers. Life because life is a gift from God. God's grace and mercy. For the church and for the new order. Praise God. That boiler looks good to y'all. It's like a shiny new car. <laughs> Did we get Jackie over? Did Jackie go? Okay, family. For, for life and family. What'd you say? Our children. Blessings and mercy. Mercy. Swimming. For life. Okay, take a deep breath. Look, y'all, we don't got halfway done. All right. Now, if y'all know I can't see y'all in the back, help me out. Y'all just take turns. <laughs> Wait, start in the back row. Food on the table. What'd you say? All of God's blessings. Keep going. Y'all know it's your turn next. Love. Choices. God's faithfulness. Thankful for everything in her life. Family. Life. Faithful blessings. Faith and blessings. Prayers and encouragement. Life. Heaven and earth. Grace and mercy. We don't want to lean in the house. <laughs> Blessings. Healing. Salvation. What you say? To be here. <laughs> God is my savior. You repeating? God is your savior? Larry. Another blessing. The crown victory today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Didn't I win last week, Pastor? <laughs> Let's get two in a row. <laughs> hey, if you, if you don't ask, you don't have, right? <laughs> Billy. Thankful to be here. Thankful to be here. For my blessings. For for my blessings in the past and in the future. For family and friends. Thank you, Jackie. For food, praise God. For sleep. I like her. For mental and physical health. Healing and grace. Freedom. Freedom. The blessing. A relationship with God. My relationship with God. No money in my pocket. No. no money in my pocket. <laughs> you can't go and and not having no money in your pocket. Or for having some money in your pocket. For both. <laughs> my mother and father, this brother know how to put a thankful out there, don't you? <laughs> I am thankful for all of you. I'm thankful for New Life at Calvary. And I'm thankful that our church is still here. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you. Look how well we did, y'all. <laughs>
Just remember that on, on your dinner on Thursdays. Don't let nothing aggravate you, okay? <laughs> so we all said in some kind of way, we're thankful for God, amen? And the title says, Thankful Confidence in God. Confidence is defined as the feeling, say feeling, feeling. or belief that we can rely on someone or something, a firm trust. We rely on our parents, right? Anybody rely on your parents in your life? I hope so. <laughs> Do you have confidence that you can trust in your parents to be there for you? We rely on our families. Some of us rely on some good friends. We rely sometimes on having a job, amen, having a source of income. You know, I came across a question as I was preparing for this message, and it said, if you made a list of people that you trusted, would you put your own name on the list? <laughs> That's an interesting thought. Can you even trust in yourself to do what you said you was going to do, amen? For today, our title again is Thankful Confidence in God. You see, when all is said and done, we know that we can rely on God. We can put our hope and trust in the Almighty Jesus Christ. In Sermon 1, we spoke of praising God from the wilderness. In Sermon 2, we talked about the greatness of God's love. And today, we're talking about thankfulness. Say, I'm thankful. Thankful confidence in God. We have been focusing on Psalm 63. Say Psalm 63. Psalm 63 has 11 verses. Today we are looking at verses 7 through 11. So we're coming to the end of this message. But Pastor Antonio is going to close us all the way. We have been learning about King David. And we have also been learning about the Samaritan woman or the woman at the well in John chapter 4. In our past sermons, we went into the profound, say profound, y'all know I like that word, the profound importance of seeking God's presence and lifting our voices in praise for God's great love. A big part of why we live to worship, a big part of why we love to worship is out of our thankfulness, our gratitude, our gratefulness. We don't have enough words sometimes to describe how much we appreciate God. Say especially. We especially appreciate God when we realize that God is our one true help. In Psalm 63, David is in the wilderness and he writes in verse seven, because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. Then he goes on to say, I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. He says, because you are my help. Has, have you ever needed any help from the Lord? <laughs> we all need some help, amen. You all a while back, I think it was almost a year ago, we had a guest pastor here, his name is Marcus Lloyd, and he is the leader of Threaded Racial Reconciliation. Y'all remember that when he came? If you don't, he looked like Keon. He's Keon's twin. <laughs> when, when 
Minister Marcus was here, he described a visit to Italy and he went to the Vatican. Y'all remember that part of his sermon? And while he was at the Vatican, he spoke of going into that tapestry room. And it was a room he described as dedicated to tapestries. And he spoke that when he was in that room, in that tapestry room, the Lord spoke to his heart and gave him the idea of racial reconciliation and the threaded group. When he was looking at the tapestries, he thought they were beautiful paintings on the wall. But as he got closer, he realized they were not paint, but they were individual threads woven together so beautifully that he thought that these garments were real paintings. When we look at the life of David, it is like a tapestry, my friends, a beautiful woven spiritual tapestry. Say tapestry. That's a hard word. Each of us is currently creating our own tapestry. You see, we have seen David's full story. We see, if you go in the Bible right now, you can read about David in 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Chronicles, and 2 Chronicles. And he wrote about 75 of the 150 songs. We know every detail of David's spiritual tapestry. We know his ups, we know his downs. We know the times he was at war with King Saul. We know the times when someone was trying to kill him. We know all about his affair with Bathsheba. We know that he ordered one of his own soldiers to be killed. We know that he lost a baby boy. We know that David danced. We know all about his wives. We also know that God looked upon David and said that David was a man after his own heart. How can God say that David was a man after his own heart when David had a messy life? Say messy. David had a messy life. We know every single thread in the tapestry of David's life. His life is unfolded before us. What if someone knew or all of us knew every detail of your life right now? What if we knew your ups and your downs? Y'all like, don't even talk about it, Pastor Kelly. What if we had known about those times and those times when you almost died? What if we knew about the times when someone in this room may have had a serious lustful issue about another man or another woman? What if we knew about those times in your life? I was at the store the other day and I was just randomly walking through the store. Was minding my business. And you know, I was kind of looking down and I almost bumped into a man. And I looked up and I said, oh my God, he is fine. <laughs> I was like, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. God, <laughs> it's meant to be so good looking, I have to turn around quick. <laughs> but what if somebody knew about all your lustful times? What if somebody knew about the time when you betrayed your friend or your family? We know all what if everybody knew about all your kids' business? Amen. <laughs> what if we knew all your laundry, both your clean and your dirty laundry? There you go. Help us, Lord. 
we only want them to see the good parts of our tapestry, right? We don't want them to see the bad parts. Well, you see, King David was teaching us that when we have confidence that God is our ultimate help. You see, God knew the tapestry. He knew the top of the blanket and the underside of the blanket. He knew how many times it had been washed, amen, because some of us don't wash our blankets the way we're supposed to wash them. He knew the times it had been cleaned and all the times it had been soiled. He knew every detail of David's life. And instead of condemning David, instead of telling David that you are going straight to you know where, he looked upon David with compassion and love. God knows our messiness. Tell your neighbor, God knows you. God looks upon us with compassion and love. This confidence that we have in Christ Jesus, this acknowledgement that we can rely on God, not only fills our hearts with joy, like David says in Psalm 63, he says, because you are my help, I sing. I sing in the shadow of your wings. You see, when we understand that we can trust in God in all circumstances, say all circumstances, that God is our refuge and we are under the protective shadow of God's wings. I wish I had time to explore God's wings with us today. I'm like, what is that, God's wings? When we have made those very real steps, say real steps, to, to devote our lives to having a relationship with Jesus Christ, that relationship is so profound. Here I go again, say profound. Wow. It serves as the bedrock, say bedrock, bedrock, of our faith. So what is a bedrock? A bedrock is a solid foundation. Upon this rock, y'all got it. Gates of hell shall never prevail. Say it again. And the gates of hell shall never prevail. And the face of life's challenges and uncertainties, the question sometimes comes before us. How do we find confidence in God as our helper? We talk about this all the time. Life is hard. Can anybody agree with me? Amen. It is so hard to see Jesus in the world sometimes. There are so shootings in our world, in America, that some have said it has become our normal. Tell your neighbor, Satan is a liar. We as Christians can never allow the sin of this world to become our normal. Every day we see homeless, homeless individuals. We, we know our schools are struggling. We know drugs are still out there. People die every day from an overdoses. People are getting sick and are in hospitals. Everything in our world is hard, including nature. We've had so many tornadoes and hurricanes and fires. It's hard to have a confidence in God sometimes. So how do we do it? Ask your neighbor, how do you do it? How do you have confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see? The answer is faith. Tell your neighbor, faith. Our faith gives us confidence in what we hope for and assurance in what we do not see. Remember last week I told you all about that Samaritan woman in chapter 4 of the book of John. She's standing there talking 
to Jesus, she tells him, I know the Messiah called Christ is coming. She's standing in front of him, y'all, and she doesn't see that that's Jesus. Sometimes Jesus is right in front of us and we can't see it. Our answer, saints, is always when we need to understand where our confidence comes from, our answer is recognizing Jesus in the middle of every single storm of our lives. See, Jesus is always present. We just got to point him out. I was in the hospital with Vicki Grimm's family, my friends. Her sister arrived at the doorstep with no pulse. No pulse. They hooked her up to the machines, and pretty much within 24 hours, they were telling the family, y'all need to turn the machine off and let her go. Her daughter said, it's not even been 24 hours. Y'all giving up already? We didn't even have time to pray. They was on the phone calling me. Pastor Kelly, get up here. I came into the room and she just looked ill. Anybody's ever seen somebody on life support, you know how bad it can look. Her heart had so much blockage. She was just on everything. They were pumping all kind of stuff into her body. And we all gathered around the bedside. And a person in the room believed in Jehovah and wanted me to pray in the name of Jehovah. And I looked and I said, I don't got nothing against Jehovah, but I only know Jesus. <laughs> I don't know how to pray in Jehovah. I know how to pray in Jesus' name. I know about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's the God I know. And I'm telling you, I threw an extra couple Jesus on that prayer. <laughs> I was Jesus, 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 but I was calling on the name of the Lord because my faith resides in Jesus Christ and I have no shame in that. And I pray that you would never have any shame in saying the true name of our God, which is Jesus, Jesus. Her daughter Dominique said it was something about that prayer. When you said that prayer and I said, oh, it was not me. Trust and believe it was not me. The Holy Spirit was there before I got there. So sweetheart. He was, he was there when I left. Amen. Amen. They wanted to turn that machine off the same day. But the testimony is she woke up. She woke up. The testimony is they took that life support off of her. The testimony is she went from the ICU to the regular full floor. The testimony is that we had a confidence and a faith in a God that we can trust. Now some of you may be saying, but why didn't God answer my prayer? Why did my loved one get up out of the bed? Why did my loved one wake up? That's when you develop a deeper trust and a deeper confidence. Because God didn't answer your prayer the way you wanted it to be answered doesn't mean he didn't answer your prayer, saints. Because I'm telling you, when the Lord calls me home, y'all let me go. <laughs> let me go home. Keep me on life support about seven days, but let me go. I'm, I'm going to be real excited to see Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be nice to wake up and see y'all, but I'd rather see Jesus. <laughs> let me go. <laughs> y'all can even preach this sermon at my, at my funeral. Pastor Kelly said, let her go. <laughs> Every day, every day. Swimming, Terrence, see, get, get it together. 
Our confidence in Jesus Christ is knowing that God answers our prayers. Even when we don't necessarily see it, nor understand it. How do we get that confidence? We think about all that he has done for us. Has God done anything good for you? We think about all that he has done for us, our families, our friends. We think about what he's doing for us right now, today. And we know that he's preparing a mighty plan for our future, amen? We can anchor ourselves, say anchor. We anchor ourselves in his unwavering love. Simply said, if God can do it before, he will do it again. If God can do it for me, he will do it for you. You better ask somebody, praise God. You better ask somebody. You know, I wish I could go on, but y'all know we got a short amount of time. Y'all know I've been trying to stick to our hour, and it is hard to stick to this hour, saints. God is going to bring us back to our full, full time. We just got to bear in patience with each other, amen? So I want you all to come back and just know this one last point. Each and every one of us is preparing our tapestry. Each and every one of us right now is putting in different threads that connect us with Jesus. What do you want your tapestry to look like when all is said and done? You want your pictures on your tapestry to be filled with all the crazy of your life? Or do you want your tapestry to show Jesus? I want my tapestry to look just like Christ. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would thread yourself around our hearts with the truth that our confidence in you, our God, is our helper, is the best part of our lives. You form our very foundation of our worship. Regardless of the challenges that we face in this life, we can trust in your unending love. We can seek our refuge in your care, Holy Spirit. We live, we live, we live to worship you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said,
so good to see all of you all today. It's good to see some new faces and some returning faces, praise God. I'm not going to put anybody's names out there, but we want to welcome back. You know who in the back. <laughs> no, we want to welcome back Eula. It's so good to see you, Eula, in the house of the Lord. Thank you for coming home. We are so glad to see you. And we say welcome to all of our guests, Viola. I'm glad to see y'all too. Yeah. recognize her the first Sunday she came back so we want to say welcome back to you as well Billy and who else am I thinking of? Somebody else. Oh Larry! See Larry tried to duck. Feel your presence. They will feel your power and that they would know that they are loved. 
We thank you, Lord, for the prayer shawl ministry, for the prayers that they have offered, the hands that have crocheted, and we give you all the honor and glory to your name. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Did I get all the announcements? Happy birthday to y'all November folks. Y'all know who y'all are. Sorry, your name is not in the bulletin yet. Um, Ruth, are you coming up? Okay, so the, the uh, team is coming up. I got to get up here because I'm not allowed to pick up the tickets since my husband bought so many. And if his name gets pulled, I want y'all to know that I'm keeping his money. So if his name gets pulled, y'all can say to Terrence, your wife kept your money. I'm not going to tell me one. You're going to have to go online and see. Wow. <laughs> the men over here are like, wow, she really said that. <laughs> <laughs> just be an honest lady. I just be honest. <laughs> they like she meant that too. <laughs> Ruth is shaking them up. So just to let you all know, the, the 50 Fifty Raffle, they are doing fundraisers for us for our building campaign. This is the building on faith ministry, and so we are still trying to raise money for our building. Yes, we have insurance, but everyone knows insurance don't pay for everything. So we still need your donations and your support. I am going to ask Helena. Oh, Helena gets to be the ticket puller. Okay. Wait, let me get my numbers. Okay. <laughs> I think Helena is pretty trustworthy. <laughs> Look, Ruth is making sure it's all shaking up. Dig deep, Helena. Dig deep. Just one. Just one person wins today. One person. Oh, I can't believe it. What is it? Amen and amen. Turn the table to our neighbor, our mighty flag. 